Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin, and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Take my hand, come with me. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 14 of Soul Food this Ramadan and uh, just I wanted to start off and pause a moment to uh, recollect ourselves and to reassess where we're really going this Ramadan what goals do you have we're halfway through the blessed month and just to take a moment to really think are you achieving what you set out to achieve at the beginning of the month? Are you noticing a transformation within yourself, within your habits, within your thought process, uh, and so forth, to really uh, take advantage of the half that remains and really to reinvigorate ourselves and put our best effort in so that inshallah we come out on the other side a better person, we come out on the other side with a deeper and more meaningful connection to our Creator, glorious and majestic, and that we get the real realities of Ramadan and of fasting. Uh, in this episode, we are going to look at asking and extending one's hand, uh, seeking from others and seeking from God, the glorious and majestic. So we're going to look at the problems in asking people, we're going to look at the honor of asking Allah, the glorious and majestic, and then we're going to look at beholding the gift giver and understanding in reality where everything comes from. And when it comes to asking people and asking God, oftentimes, you know, uh, we think of dua, we think of supplication and prayer as a last resort. Whenever you're going through something, when you're faced with a difficulty, you might think, okay, I've got to do all of these things. And then I'll make dua. And it's kind of like this afterthought. But putting our hands out and raising them to Allah the Exalted is actually the first response of a believer. And even someone in need, according to the sacred law, according to the sharia, if there's someone who's in actual need, that they can only ask from people what they need for that day. And they can't be excessive in asking people more than the needs of that particular day because it's discouraged to ask even for those in need from other creatures and other others in creation and the prophet sallallahu he discouraged people from begging generally and he said that when a person begs that this takes away from their honor on the day of resurrection that uh, it will take away from their dignity and they will come resurrected with uh, uh, losing that dignity and he said in another hadith وسلم, that the giving hand is better than the one taking. Right? So it encourages us to be people who, when we have, we think about others and that we strive to be people who are giving and people who are uh, enriching the lives of others and not expecting and seeking things uh, from others, not to be on the other side of, of things. But aside from begging for money, you know, the language of the hearts oftentimes is begging from people seeking status, 
or power or position or wanting things from other people. So even though we might not be begging for money, that sometimes we're begging for other things. And the honor is really in asking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that if you want something from another person, that that person is really in the same boat as you are. That they're equally in need, that they're equally dependent upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they're made of flesh and blood, and ultimately, in and of themselves, they can't do anything for you. And when you ask from people, if you've ever been put in that position where you have to ask, it's actually very humiliating. Whereas asking from Allah, asking from the Creator, is something that's honorable. And a poet, he put it beautifully, he said, Do not ask the son of Adam for a need. Rather, ask the one whose doors are never closed. Allah is displeased if you stop asking him, whereas the son of Adam is angered when he's asked. So in other words, the more that you ask of Allah, the more Allah loves that from you. But that the more you ask from other people, the more frustrated they become with you. Right? Because it's humiliating. And even someone who's generous can only listen to you for so long before they get fed up. Right? So recognizing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, one, he's the giver, and two, he loves it when his servants ask of him. And the Prophet said, truly God loves those who are expressive in their dua, who call upon him intensely, who call upon him with emotion and with sincerity. And calling upon Allah in this way and asking of him comes from the recognition that everything in the heavens and in the earth is in his control. And instead of becoming obsessed with what other human beings have, who are, as we said, are also needy and weak, they can't do anything for you. So the believer's heart is attached to God and not worried about everyone else and this person and that person and what they have and what they don't have. But this doesn't mean, in case you're wondering, it doesn't mean that you can't take the means available. You should, right? So if, let's just say, for example, you're applying for a job and they need a reference letter, you're going to say, no, I'm not going to ask anyone for anything. No, you should ask someone for a reference letter, but that you recognize who's ultimately in control. A person can write you a great reference letter, but if it's not decreed for you to get that job, then you won't get it, right? And maybe someone doesn't write you the greatest reference letter, but if it's meant for you, if God opens those doors, then you're going to get that job. So it's about having more hope in Allah, the one who says, Kun fayakun, the one who says, be, and it is. Having more hope in Allah than in this person or that person or this manifestation of position or status or that. So this gives a person dignity and frees their heart from envy and greed and regret because you're not attached to what people have and what they seemingly have achieved in their lives. Oh, how come that person's ahead? Oh, that person didn't help me out or whatever. You let go of all that and you're connected to Allah and your heart is free of all other need by being completely in need of Him. right? And this is really important. And when you behold the one who gives you the gifts, then you're in a much more serene state. And you know, anyone who has faith, anyone who's a person of faith and believes in God, 
and believes in the Creator and believes that nothing in the heavens and the earth, not one atom, moves or is still except by His will and power, then if you believe that, then you, pre- you should present your needs to your Lord. You should present your needs to the, the Sovereign of the heavens and the earth, the Lord of the worlds. And whatever reaches you, the Prophet ﷺ teaches us, whatever reaches you could never have missed you. And whatever misses you could never have reached you. So in that, there is a certain comfort. There is a certain uh, sense of being able to let go and not always carry regret and the what-ifs that we have in life. There's a beautiful set of verses from Imam al-Haddad, a great scholar and sage, in which he says, what is appointed to you will surely come. But what is for someone else will not come to you. So busy yourself with your Lord and your obligations in the duty of realization and the safety of the sacred law. In other words, in obeying your Lord. You and all of creation are servants. And God does with us what he wills. So worry and concern do not benefit you. The decree precedes us. So take advantage of serenity. And don't have too many worries. Whatever is decreed will happen. And what this teaches us, these beautiful lines of poetry, is put your trust in Allah. Direct yourself to Allah. Ask of Him. Extend your hands in calling upon Him with humility and hum, uh, uh, you know, being humbled and with hope and with recognizing His power and majesty. And you will see Him and His assistance in every moment of your life. We'll end with this beautiful story. I love this story of the grandson of Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu anhu, Salim ibn Abdullah ibn Umar. And he was once at the Kaaba and the governor saw him and the governor wanted to honor him. And so he said to him, ask me what you need. And Salim bin Abdullah bin Umar, he said, you know, I would be ashamed to ask you for something when I'm in God's holy sanctuary. And I'm not asking of God himself. I would be ashamed before God to do that. That I'm here in front of the Kaaba and I'm going to ask you for something when I can just ask Allah. I'm in his holy sanctuary. So when they left the holy sanctuary, the governor offered again, ask me what you need. And he once again replied. He said, do you want me to ask you the needs of the world or my needs of the hereafter? And the governor said, no, you can ask me for your worldly needs. Like, what am I going to do for your hereafter? And then he replied, he said, I swear by Allah that I haven't asked for the world from the one who controls it, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So why would I ask it from someone who doesn't control it? And I just, this is a profound level of trust and a perspective on the reality of things. He said, I haven't asked Allah for the world. And he's the one who controls it. So why would I ask you when you can, you have no guarantee of controlling it. You might be a governor today, you might be out of a job tomorrow. Like I'd rather, I haven't asked the world from Allah, I only ask Him for the hereafter and what's of benefit in the hereafter. So in other words, I have nothing to ask from you. So this brings us to the call to action. Think of a need that you have. And really, you know, and we're, especially in this modern day and age, we think of all the things that we have to do and and try to be in control of every aspect. And sometimes you can't be, and you never can be actually, in control of every aspect of things. 
So think of a need and turn completely with your heart to Allah, sincerely. Extend your hands and express your utter need, your complete need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and see what happens. But do it with a sincere heart. And inshallah we'll have in the show notes a link to a beautiful prayer taught by the Prophet known as the prayer of need. That when you pray this prayer, especially when you have a need, and I've tried it, and Allah is my witness, I've never prayed this prayer, except that I've gotten what I needed. And I would recommend you all do the same, and that has nothing to do with me, but that has to do with the promise of Allah and His Messenger. So we'll have the prayer of need in the show notes uh, for anyone to benefit from. And just call upon Allah, extend your hands and ask. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for the blessing of what remains in this month and that you all are given every need and that Allah grants you serenity in your heart and trust in Him and that you behold His power and wisdom and generosity. Allah